With the new iPhone SE for less than 100 bucks at Metro, you rule. It's the most affordable iPhone on the number one brand in prepaid. So whether you're studying online or FaceTiming. Hey, Mom. Hi, dear. The iPhone SE has all you need. Switch to Metro and get the iPhone SE for $99.99 after rebate redemption and six months of service with AutoPay. Metro by T-Mobile. Rule your day. Limit one per account slash household. Requires port and ID validation. Not valid for numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro in past 90 days. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Derek is the new superintendent in a large unified school district. He wanted to hold the district accountable to the same standards they hold students to, to level up and surpass expectations. So he earned a doctoral degree in education online at Grand Canyon University. Now he's taking charge and making measured improvements. What do you think preparing students for success looks like? GCU offers over 175 high-quality online programs like this one. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Hey guys, welcome back to We Watch Movie. My name's Bubbles. <laughs> you fucking asshole. Another Patreon review coming for you guys, uh, 30 Days of Night. This one's for Steven Giltrap. Muchas gracias. Thank you, Steven. Uh, you have your thumb, 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 thumb. Uh, This is for, uh, for Steven Giltrap. Josh fucking Hartnett, comb your hair. Comb your hair comes oh, back. Lord. He's the sheriff of a small Alaskan town in the northernmost titty tip of United States, Alaska. We're in titties, Alaska. A small Alaska. town that nobody gives a fuck about and is out on the fringes. And they're getting ready, they're preparing for the 30 days of night. Because in this town, what happens is the sun sets and then 30 days of pitch fucking black occurs. A lot of people come there for tourist reasons or whatever, so they all leave. And he's the sheriff of this town. God knows how he got there. Fuck, I guess Jamie Lee Curtis really fucked him up. Michael Mar- What you doing? Trying on glasses with Zenny's 3D Virtual Try-On. Wow, that's pretty cool. But those glasses kind of make you look like your Uncle Bob. Oh, not exactly the look I was going for. Um, okay. How about these clear glasses? Oh, or these round ones? Very on trend. I like both on you. You know, I also like these aviator sunglasses. Wait, are those the actual prices? I say get all of them. Seriously, why not, right? Oh, now I want new glasses. Zenni.com. Quality prescription glasses starting at $6.95. It's dead. I had to go all the way to go Alaska. To I had to go all the way to Alaska to get away from you, drunk bitch. You do get to see Ben Foster for a few moments in this film. And I think Ben Foster, I, I love the guy. I think he's a really underrated actor. He's only in this movie for a little bit, but you do see him getting off a weird fucking boat. Or and looking at the boat kind of longingly and then going into this town. Dude, I want to fuck that boat, man. Eben, which is Josh Hartman's character, uh, his ex-wife or, or estranged wife is is getting her shit ready to go too. And you can kind of get the feeling and sense after a while that they're not talking anymore and she's just been like an asshole to him and she's left him for whatever reason. She's like, I will not spend my life on an iceberg titty. And he's like, well, what's wrong with that? <laughs> but you know, there's something going on under the surface there that we're not really privy to at Ever. the point. One of the biggest problems I have with the movie is there's supposed to be this, this huge connection there and that's supposed to be like, I feel like the heart of the, the storyline for the characters. Yeah. And I just never, I was just kind of like, get over it. Wow. Fucking bang it out. Like, just go. And then, of course, at the very end, they're like, oh, he's alive. We're dying. You only went out there for two weeks. <laughs> yeah, just go. Deadliest catch without the crab. 
these mysterious figures start slashing power and they start doing little small things here and there to make the town ready for the eventual feast that we will have at Golden Corral. Well, that's what Ben Foster's character did. They sent this human in. They promised him that they would turn him into a vampire and they sent Ben Foster's character in to fuck up this town to uh, to to trash the helicopter. They trashed my bird! <laughs> <laughs> to fuck up the helicopter. That's my livelihood. And to trap all these people here to, to ruin the communication so these people trapped in this town for 30 days of darkness have no escape. So these vampires who, their big thing is, and the main vampire even mentions it at one point, he's like, we spent centuries trying to teach these people that we don't exist yeah. so we can leave no traces we have to kill and eat everybody or else they'll know we exist again and we can't come fuck people in the night well i mean why can't you i mean it's okay just do you and we'll do me fang bangers don't touch me but when ben foster's having dinner at the diner and he's like give me some meat raw and wriggling <laughs> uh she's like give me burrito and she, well first he asked for alcohol and she's like well liquor is outlawed for 30 days and I was like, what the fuck am I gonna do? Give me when the fuck did we get ice cream? And I'll go away. He locks Ben Foster's character up, they're all hanging out, and then Ben Foster starts being very like cryptic about like they're coming and they're gonna kill you all, you have no idea what, what's gonna happen. I'll talk to dead man. Well, thick. Uh, dead man don't talk. Well, I ain't dead. But yeah, you get the two the two guys at the plant, and they're both trying to play rock paper scissors for who's gonna bang that girl tonight. I'm like, damn, that girl's hoe is Have fun. some respect for yourself. That's all right. Uh, but then all of a sudden, the the uh, vampires show up, and they pull that dude back, and then throw his dead body out. And then the dogs are dying over here, and then the helicopters messed up over here. I think the attempt for that was to set up some good atmosphere, kind of like a Stephen King movie does, mm. or or uh, the first Scream movie did when the death started happening around the high school. Set up some good atmosphere, so weird shits happening. Plus, everything's about to go dark for 30 days. I don't quite. I think they nailed it, but they did a decent job. I think the setting of the of the film uh, overall alone is, is perfect. Yeah. yeah, the idea that you're isolated in this small town in Alaska where there is 30 days of night is a perfect setting for a vampire to invade. And I think the vampires even at one point do say we should have come here years ago. It makes total sense. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? That's were like we when thinking? you find a really good bar with cheap drinks. Like, yeah, dude, like, what are we fuck? How long have we been coming here? Did you Seriously. see the titties on that waitress? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, they also it's like three dollars off for margarita night. I mean, hello. Pizza Tuesdays? Holy shit. shit! We're dumbasses. We should have yelped it. It was written as a graphic novel and then nobody wanted it, so they tried to pitch it as a film and then nobody wanted it. And then Sam Raimi came along and they decided to make this thing happen. But that's where it really takes off. You explain it great. The, 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 whole, the whole setting's there. It's an amazing, like, dude, just, just, just the idea of the film is so great. I can't believe nobody ever wanted it because 30 Days of Darkness, Alaska Town, no communications, Perfect. vampires coming in. The, the, the story is great. It's a great fucking idea. Um, My GPS took me here. The, a good idea. I think, the, I think the, the, the part that nails it as a horror movie, really the best part is what comes right after that when the shit finally comes to a head and then these vampires start to actually show themselves you got the main vampire who's marlo played by danny houston <laughs> we'll get to him because he's a mouth breather but um, when the vampires show up and they and they decide to show themselves to the town the camera work and the direction That's is amazing. so fucking great that is the peak of the film and not to and be dead in the middle yeah. of it uh they, they, they get these aerial shots and, and it's really fucking just oh when, when they're fighting the town yeah and, and the random shotgun blast and shit dude it was full-on fucking battle it, it's amazingly filmed like they, you've got aerial shots you got shots on the ground all you see is like it looks like fucking diablo like uh, or one of those app games people play like clash of the clans or whatever like there's people coming out of everywhere there's just blood there's people being ripped apart all over that's 
scene was so fucking cool. It, it felt very like Left 4 Dead, the video game, if you guys remember that, when they're trying to survive the zombie horde and there's a very small group of them, but they're surrounded by this enemy and this evil force. It feels like that in some way. Danny Houston, the Marlowe, the main leader of the vampire group, I just feel like he was your stepdad that comes home late at he night was, drunk at was, 3 o'clock and be like, let's play darts. Look, he was he was really good, man. Like, he was he was a really good lead vampire. But the thing about this character, he walks around with this black trench coat and, like, he, he's the main vampire and they have their own language. But it's so fucking funny. Like, I thought of a really good skit, by the way. I gotta get some black context. But he was, when he walks around, like, they have their own language and he, just the, it's just so weird. Like, it's laughable. Sometimes it's scary. And sometimes the vampires are really scary. And other times There's it's laughable. There's a lot of tense moments. But he's like, it's just like it sounds like velocity. It'll be like still and quiet, like a deep scene. It'll just go. Yeah, all those vampires make those weird noises and they scream like velociraptors. The one Randy Orton looking one who's just like. I will RKO you. And that was cool, that was really neat. But I also, like, when they, when they came on screen, I was like, clean your fucking face, you goddamn pigs. Because they'd have blood and shit. Like, like you've been eating berries. I was like, God fucking damn it. There's napkins everywhere. Or there's snow. Wipe your shit. Yeah. And I hate when they walk in and they're fierce. Like, what? Like, I, I, you know, there were things I didn't like about them, but I did like their viciousness. I did They're like, fuck. yeah, they were mean. They didn't care at all. They thought humans were very low on the totem pole. No different than what you would think of a cockroach. And they even, like, they, they pretty much approach humans in that way. They're a food source, but they are literally not worth the respect yeah. at all. There is one specific scene toward the end of the film, and you hear this cool music come on. It's like, bum, 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 and it's like a, a final showdown after that Josh Hartnett does something. I'm like... Fuck yeah! Ultimate Warrior versus Hulk Hogan! I'm cool. there! Do your finishing move, you cunt! But nothing happens, and then it does happen, but it doesn't it doesn't live up to the hype. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if they had stretched out some scenes, like some fight sequences to make it more dramatic, make it more cool, make it more violent, and then shortened other scenes, I think you'd have had a perfectly balanced. At, at, at the very end of the day, man, I thought I thought the, the premise was amazing, the atmosphere was Perfect. I would love to play with these characters in the same sandbox that they created. Now, I thought they did it okay. I'd love to wrestle you. <laughs> you want to wrestle? Yeah. Uh -huh. uh, but I, I love what they did with some of it. Like, some of it was great. The bad guys were amazing, dude. The, the uh, Marlo, the, the main the main uh, vampire was really good. Mm -hmm. the, the vampire's reason for being there was cool as fuck. It was so cool. Makes total sense. And yeah, all that stuff was so well done and so cool. And I like Josh Hartnett. Um, uh, the subplots were a little bit too much. The middle of the movie was just a soggy diaper. And it just, like... The beginning was great, the ending was cool, the whole middle was just like, put your fucking foot down and go on the pedal, man, let's do this shit now. Uh, it just, it was a little bit of a wasted opportunity, but at the end of the day, some of it was so fucking cool, and it was filmed so well, and, and some of the shots were so well done. Uh, I ultimately give it a 6.5. Uh, it's just one of those movies that I feel like could have been a 10. I'm gonna give it a 7.0. It's not far removed from a 6.5. I liked it a little bit better. I do enjoy Josh Hartnett like in this film. I think that, uh, and at first I didn't think I would. You know, he's a clean cut. You know, looks like he was left over from Backstreet Boys. And you're like, I'm not gonna buy shit. From he you. starts to grow a beard though. Yeah, I know. I was like, I'm not gonna fucking buy you like anything from you at all. Like you just think shape of my shape of your heart or some shit to me. I don't want to hear you. Then you're like, 
What do you have to say? <laughs> like, he earns my respect, like, very much like prison. Like, he earns your respect uh, after a while, like uh, Andy Dufresne. Like, he does enough, and you're like, you know what? Now I'm behind you. At first, I wasn't. I thought you were a guppy motherfucker, but now I'm behind you. And I, I did like the characters around him. I felt like some of them could have been flashed out better. His best friend, there was one specific scene. I think, again, Billy, uh, I, I'm thinking that's his name. The guy, Deathstroke from CW. Billy. Billy. Uh, kills his family. He kills his little girls and his wife and shoots them in the fucking head before they ever got attacked. And he's like all like pale and disgusting. And they come and see him. And Josh Hartnett is like disturbed by what he's just seen. He's like, you're never supposed to hurt your family. You're never supposed to. Because he was like, I couldn't bear the thought of them becoming what they were or being slaughtered. So I killed them before and I tried to kill myself but the goddamn gun jammed. It's a very dark scene and very sobering. I thought that was a really great and well done scene. I wish it had been expanded on a little bit more because as soon as that happens and Josh Hartnett kind of like throws him on the ground like you're a piece of shit, like you never hurt your family. Then he's already like leading him into the into the sheriff's station. It's just I think, there was a, I think there was a lot, yeah, pacing and editing issues that just didn't really flow with the film overall, and they were broken in times. Uh, yeah, I didn't care about his relationship or or what was going on there. I don't care that you're single on Facebook. I don't fucking care. Don't post about it. But, you only uh, went out with him for two weeks. Yeah, yeah. So I mean. But overall, like the the, the uh, grotesque action sequences that do occur, I like them a lot. There's one scene specifically between Josh Hartnett and his best friend that they go fucking deep when he takes the axe and you see the, the, the you know coming down and, and and the aftermath of that. They don't fucking pull back from that, and I appreciate that. I thought that was really well yeah, done. The there's moments also, outshine the whole. Body yeah, and line. then there's another scene in the in the grocery store uh, with the little girl uh, vampire. Hey, my pitch is this, and tell me what you guys think about it down below. I would love to see Ben Affleck instead of Josh Hartnett. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, I would love to see this movie done uh, in a three-season, ten-episode each, each mm. ten episodes each season, three seasons on Netflix or HBO, somewhere they could do it dark, do 30 days a night, do 30 episodes, and have each tale be one day. Because I felt like this would have been great if, if it had more time to explore the deep, idea. dark yeah, things I they had. I would have loved to see that. So 30 episodes, well, because also it's you, a season trilogy. Well, yeah, you could, well, not even, because no, I mean, you could do, you could probably extend the seasons longer because they were like, we can't let them get away because they're going to go to these different towns. Yeah, if you, there's ways to go further if you want yeah. to. But I think initially you do, you do because three seasons, the, 10 yeah. episodes, and each day is an episode. I think you could really explore some of the themes this movie wanted to explore. <laughs> Steven Giltrap, man, thank you so much for picking the pick. And again, if you guys are interested in the Patreon, the link's down below. We love your fucking faces. If you're new to the channel, click that subscribe button and get some goddamn way up in you. <laughs> Led Zeppelin. Come from the land of the ice and snow. And the moon doth grow. 30 days of night or 30 days of sex. <laughs>switch your family to T-Mobile and get four lines for $25 a line with AutoPay and 5G access included on America's largest 5G network. So don't wait. Get unlimited and nationwide 5G access for the whole family for just $25 a line. Visit a T-Mobile store or T-Mobile.com today. Plus taxes and fees. Customers may notice lower speeds and further reduction if using over 50 gigs a month due to data prioritization. Video at 480p. Unlimited while on our network. Qualifying credit for plus lines required. Capable device required for 5G. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain features. See T-Mobile.com.